Hey guys, G-Man here. Thank you so much for downloading this week's episode of The Bullpen Cart, presented by Thunderblogsports.com. Greg Piatelli and I were back at it, recapping week seven in Major League Baseball. We go through the hot and cold teams, the top players of the week, all of our usual business. We also give our quick picks for the Stanley Cup Finals and the Conference Finals in the NBA Playoffs. It's a lot of fun. Hope you guys enjoy it. Let us know what you think in the comments. But make sure to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Search The Bullpen Cart and you'll find us there. Follow us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderblog Sports on Instagram and Facebook. Of course, ThunderblogSports.com is where you can find all of our great blog posts. For you Phillies fans out there, I've been recapping every game and it's gotten a lot of traction, a lot of positive feedback. would love to hear yours if I haven't heard from you already, but enjoy this week's episode. Like I said, let us know what you think in the comments. Thanks again, and have a fun weekend, everybody. And we are live! Welcome to this week's episode of the Bullpen Cart MLB Week 7 Recap. I, of course, am Jordy Cannell, the G-Man. With me is my man. Greg Piatelli, how are you, my friend? Couldn't be happier. Got a, like the rest of the world, have a three-day weekend staring us in the face. Weather's finally turning here for the positive. Um, So just hoping that, uh, hoping we get get let out early tomorrow, but uh, obviously it's for the big boss to decide. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, it's been nice down here. I, uh, at the last minute on both Monday and Wednesday, got to go down to the Phillies, saw both of their wins against the Braves. So uh, that's been pretty nice. Hence why we're doing this pod on Thursday. We're doing it right before the week, the weekend starts. Uh, you were gracious enough to let me, to, uh, let me go off on my merry way and, and see the, the Phillies win on Monday night. So, you know, I'm, uh, thankful for that, Greg. I love it. I love it. Jordy. You know, who would I be if I did not let the man who pods and blogs about Phillies, uh, if I didn't let him go watch said Phillies? Yeah, it would be a a real shame. I'll just say that. (laughs) All right, what do you got for me, Jordy? Uh, Huge matchup. We'll be quick little five-minute recap. Uh, Huge, huge series there for the Phillies they end up taking two out of three from the Braves or all three or what they did they took two out of three uh yeah if you haven't checked it out I've been writing post-game recaps uh some have come out the next day some have come immediately after I read the last couple weeks I think I read two of them yeah so uh they, they did take two out of three in this series from Atlanta they won Monday night basically just off of two big home runs they won three nothing uh Nick Pavetta spinning another gem uh the young guy really uh establishing himself as a as a bona fide starter, good number two or number three for the Phillies. Um, Tuesday, they dropped that game due to a, a number of fielding errors, really in one inning. But uh, really, in the first two games, they couldn't string a lot of hits together. That would end last night on Wednesday, where they did win. They won 4 nothing on the back of Jake Arrieta uh, with another start. I mean, this guy, Greg, in the minimum of five starts at Citizens Bank Park, has the lowest ERA of any pitcher in the history of the of the stadium in 15 seasons. The lowest ERA. Because he when he was with the Cubs, he would decimate the Phillies. And then he came, and he's been very good at home still. But those numbers from uh, the dominant Arietta Cubs years have uh, really really helped over. I think he's at six or seven starts in his career at the, at the bank. <laughs> call, man. Bankable moments down at Citizens Bank Park. Yeah, speaking of great Phillies. We're talking about Lenny? Talking about Clay Buckholtz. Ah, yeah, yeah, one time. I don't even think he played a game for the Phillies. Listen, I don't know if you heard, but he just made a start for the Arizona Diamondbacks. He did. Five innings, two Ks, no earned. No, one earned. But uh, pretty good. <laughs> the Diamondbacks will probably get to them, but not so good. Right, but uh, Clay Bay Bay coming back, so I think uh, the Phillies should reconsider their 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 dropping of him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how uh, how that goes. Anyway, Jordy, uh, let's get into it. I got a hot team. We'll start with the National League. We always start with the American League. Let's start with the right. National League. Give me it. Little curveball. I'm gonna go with the Milwaukee Brewers. Great, hey. 
Pick. Um, swept the Arizona Diamondbacks at home. Two out of three versus the Twins. And then beat the Diamondbacks two out of three before that. And then beat the Rockies three out of four. They're stringing along uh, pretty nicely here in the last couple of weeks, especially the last 10 days, which is what the pod is supposed to be about. Um, and really taking themselves into first place in that central division, which you and I talked about last week, um, is was wide open. Uh, still, you know, the Cubs are in fourth <clears throat> technically, but they're only four games back. So, you know, certainly not uh, certainly not running away, but this streak has certainly helped them get some distance and some ground that they can have a few games to uh, to play with here in terms of the loss column. So um, that would be my hot team of the week. Um, you know, we had high expectations for them coming into the season. I think uh, they're finally starting to find a similar groove that they were in last year. Hopefully they can continue it. Jordy, um, give me your hot team from the National League for the week. Yeah, really quickly on the Brewers, though, you kind of hit the nail on the head, but their pitching staff has been out of this world but on both the uh, the front end and the back end. So, I mean, those, a lot of those those batters, which was what we were really high on, are, are yeah. starting to get into their groove. Uh, some have been had a little bit of injury woes, but they're all they're all really getting into it, especially uh, your boy, Travis Shaw, who's uh, now up to 12 homers on the year. But to answer your question, my hot team, um, a lot of uh, slimmer pickings, at least in the National League for for that, but I'm gonna go with. Even though they l- had a uh, interesting series with the San Diego Padres, but I'm gonna go with the Washington Nationals, who continue to claw their way back up into the NL East. We talked about the Braves and the Phillies battling up at the top. Uh, crazily enough, with the NL East, and part of why I bring Washington in this uh, is that. Atlanta, Philly, and Washington would be one, two, and three, and all are actually one, two, and four because the uh, the the Cardinals are now a game, a half a game up on the the Nationals. But overall, in uh, it, or I guess two, two, four, two, three, and five, excuse me, uh, in the National League in record because the Brewers have been doing so well. But the the Nationals themselves, like I said, their pitching has been there, and their bats are really starting to wake up. We've you know, talked all about Bryce Harper left, right, all over the place, and him powering through a, a uh, what's it called, a, con- a contract year. But it's something where, yeah, but that's that's what everyone plays better. Everyone, uh, everyone plays. No, 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 no. Certainly, I mean, and Bryce Harper is no different. But the one thing I was going to get at before we really, or before I drive a little bit into player stats, the Nationals are still meh at home. They're under 500. They're 10, they're 12 and 14. They're 14 and eight on the road and nationals park at the best home field advantage in baseball. Uh, not by any stretch of the imagination, but it's normally good, especially in this most recent uh, stretch for the nationals. So, I mean, if they start putting it together at home and, and continue their, their play away, uh, the Phillies and the Braves might, might start, may start looking up instead of uh, looking down at Washington. It's because it's cold, Jordy. It's because Bryce Harper is a, a warm weather guy. Everyone knows that. Uh, apparently, so is the rest of the team. But <laughs> I mean, he did grow up in the desert, so that's a good point, Craig. Jordy, I think he hit the nail on the head. This week was pretty, pretty uh, math for the National League. Yes. You know, they're they're sort of beating up on each other, and you know, there are some teams like the Phillies and the Braves, two top teams that play each other, and obviously the Brewers we talked about, and the Cardinals are doing well, and you know. Sort of the the National League race, if things continue the way they are, especially coming down to the wild card, is going to be uh, exciting. Obviously, we're way too soon to talk about it. We haven't we haven't even sniffed the All Star break yet. But um, you know, things are close for now, and I like uh, I like that things are. There's no clear and cut, you know, favorites, if you will. Sort of everyone sort of on that even playing field as for now. So um, I love it. I I don't think there's a, a cold team. I think we should just stick with the one cold team because. The Arizona Diamondbacks are clearly the cold team. Far and away the coldest team in, in baseball. Yeah, for sure, and of the week for the National League. So I don't really think we need to dif- differentiate. Um, let's sort of give a rundown. Um, you know, I, the, they got swept by the Brewers, swept by the Mets, um, swept by the Nationals, and, and lost two out of three of the Brewers. So they've just been, for a team that, again, <laughs> we had a, as a hot team a couple Ooh. weeks ago, and and we're high on, but 
Um, the thing that's really saving them is the National League West, which was the best, if one of the best, if not the best division last year in baseball, sort of sort of looking like the American League Central this year, sort of everyone's yeah. 500. And so that's really saving them right now. No team has really taken off, and the Dodgers certainly looking pedestrian and um, everything like that. So Arizona Diamondbacks, definitely the cold team of the week. Jordy, what do you think the biggest, uh, you know, what do you think their biggest weaknesses right now do would you say it's pitching or would you say it's offense or why do you think they're on such a terrible losing streak well i think to in the the smaller scope of it it's the the pitching that's what basically get, got kind of caught up i mean obviously you know there's been a number of injuries robbie ray being one uh that that have hurt them but their batting hasn't been very good all year that's definitely their main weakness but their pitching was kind of carrying the team through the record that they had and now, it, I mean, it took a couple road bumps and, you know, we're, we're at where we're at at this point. Their bullpen's not the best, so I wouldn't really uh, – I wouldn't be too optimistic on that, on that end. If they're going to hang around, they're probably going to need to add a guy or two, uh, like any team really does. But, yeah, I'd, I'd say currently it's the pitching. But with guys like Zach Greinke and uh, Patrick Corbin, who, who are no- normally good, they can uh, certainly right that ship pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, I would disagree. I mean, I hear you, the pitching is the pitching, but you you can't expect a starter to give up three runs or two, two runs and still expect the team to lose. Oh, definitely. Uh, you know, the offense hasn't scored more than – they've only scored more than two runs twice in the last 15 games, 16 games. Yeah. So, you know, they – interesting stat uh, um, via the internet, um, the MLB.com, that as a, on May 8th, the Diamondbacks were 24 and 11. Now, after losing, was it 13 last 14? No. They are 25 and 23. That's nuts. I mean, think about it this way, too. 25 they only have three players on their team that are batting above 250. Yeah, that's crazy. It's nuts. So, and so I would go ahead and say it's their hitting, but. Uh, oh, in the grand scheme, yes. I was thinking in the. You know the short term in this short-term. scope of a week and a half since our last uh, general yeah, podcast. When you think about it like they lost the Brewers one nothing, four to two. Mets four to one, five four, sure. three to one. You know, like those are all low scoring. You know, four runs, one run, four run, five run, three run. So that they're, they're pretty low there, but um, they're pitching. I well disagree, but definitely the cold team of the week for both of us. Absolutely, uh, my, my hot team of the week. No surprise, I don't think here. Um, in the but, American League, you mean? Sorry, what did I say? Well, you just said hot team. You didn't say which league. Ah, yes. Thank you. I had, had to make sure the transition was known, Greg. Love it. Make sure you edit it when uh, when we go to pod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got me in the last one. But 100%, 100%, 100% has to be the Boston Red Sox, despite uh, currently losing 6 to nothing uh, in the fourth uh, to Tampa Bay. But before that... Um, they took three out of four versus the Orioles, two out of three looking like versus the Rays. Um, you know, great week coming back. They got Pedroia coming off the disabled disabled list tomorrow. They have the, the most wins. show. Exactly. They have the most wins in the major league, uh, 34. No other team has 34 wins. So they are the best team in major league baseball. Anyone who wants to argue it, uh, you can come find me in the greatest city, uh, in the Northeast, Boston. So yeah, and you know the uh, the Red Sox, like I said, thirty four wins uh, and seven seven of their last ten, and uh, playing unbelievably and and doing really well. So my hot team of the week, pretty obvious choice, Jordy. No, it's a good pick, and uh, your boy David Price getting into his groove a little earlier than he has in his first two seasons with the uh, the Red Sox. He's usually a post All Star game bona. Ace, but had a really nice uh, outing. Was it last night? Right, he three hit the Rays. Yep, and 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 the and the game before Ace threw a complete game. So, um, you know, he's he's two game back to back, like you said, doing well. And I think I know where you're going, and and I definitely for the hot team, and I definitely agree. But yeah, I mean the Red Sox. Yeah, I guess it's it's Tampa and and Baltimore, but Tampa's in third in the division, you know, and and. Baltimore has has that guy Manny Machado who's going to get paid. So, out um, enough Comcast money. <laughs> so, I mean, I think I honestly, I'm, I'm, 
you know, it is what it is, but they, uh, the Red Sox certainly, certainly feeling good and playing well and, and, uh, you know, looking, looking, looking good right now, four straight, um, well, they're, we're probably going to get to him when we get to the, the top players of the week, but there's a certain man from, uh, the music city that plays for the Red Sox that, uh, has had a very, very nice week behind him and is now taken over as the batting champion of both leagues. Yeah, I mean he's a he's been the best player all year, but yeah, we can we can talk about him later for sure. Jordy, oh, tell right. me why tell me why the Houston Astros are your hot team of the week. Oh, spoiler alert! Yeah, my hot team <laughs> of the American League are the Houston Astros. Uh, I picked them. They've in the last week and a half taken two or three from the Rangers, two or three from the Angels, two or three from the Indians, two and a two game sweep of the San Francisco Giants. They're currently up eight to two in the bottom of the sixth inning against the Indians in the land. Oh God, please. (laughs) But they're on a three game heater. And, you know, I think uh, they're starting to find their groove in terms of, uh, you know, the, the defending world series champions. I mean, look at this, Greg, their run differential is plus one, 10 they've scored 236 runs that in the american league is third only to your boston red Sox, followed by the new york bankies uh but in terms of runs allowed the houston astros have only allowed 126 their pitching staff combined with an offense that is now just starting to really get into a groove i mean that's just deadly to me and I know they, if you know, putting up eleven two against the Giants, you know that 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 is what it is. But pumping out two or three against the Good Angels team on the road, two or three against the Indians. I mean, yeah, that's that's yeah, and pretty that, good. And that one twenty six is really why they're doing so well because that oh yeah, that, that's the best in the major league by far, um, far and away. So they are, you know, their pitching staff is is tops, and and Justin Verlander has gone to a new level that. I don't think anyone expected uh, doing better than he's ever done. You know, I would argue even better than some of his uh, young year. So I was about to say, remember the last couple of years in Detroit when we're like, Oh, is this guy done? Right. Uh Yeah, you're right. Uh Um, Both both good picks. And it's kind of the the same situation. There's one or two American league cold teams, but really everything else is kind of the, the same story as the national league. A lot of teams beating up on each other and the, uh, the grand scheme of things. Well, yeah, I agree. And, and, you know, th- that's a division that, you know, the Mariners not going away and, and no. the angels, despite, and even, even the athletics, despite, um, you know, the Mariners losing their, their best hitter there due to PEDs. But, um, you know, uh, definitely a team that's going to be forced to reckon with come down the stretch. Uh, certainly. And certainly going to be there at the end of the year as they were, last year obviously jordy uh i've been going first so i'll let you take the easy pick who's the cold team of the week in the american league uh i'm gonna go with the toronto blue jays who are coming down to philadelphia as we speak uh they are two and eight in their last 10 games uh really just kind of the having the wheels fall off on whatever they were having with their season uh they were kind of hanging around in that that third place spot but after a nice little homestand of losses, aside from one win against the Angels back on uh, on Monday, the Angels are, or the Blue Jays are, are really in uh, quite a pickle. They, uh, before getting four games swept at home by the Athletics, they split a series down in New York with the Mets. They lost two or three from the Red Sox. They lost two or three from the Mariners, two or three from the Rays, two or three from the Indians, or split the Indians. Uh, so, I mean, they've really kind of, gone off a cliff here um i mean even even on just statistically you know they have was that kevin pillar what was that is that a blue jay joke no it was a a, like a plane falling nose diving (laughs) i mean if you want it to be a blue jay joke it can be a blue jay joke greg greg we can uh you know we can do that i love it Uh, but i mean just look at statistics though individually they're leading hitters kevin pillar at 280 uh, 11 home runs from from Solarte is pretty good, but then their lowest ERA from a starter is J.A. Happ at 3.97. So not the uh, 
Not the best there. Normally good. Normally meh, since the Phillies dumped them up north. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, and 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 you're right. And and the Blue Jays, you know, normally a team that does really well at home, and and certainly crazy home atmosphere. If you've never been to the Sky Dome, yeah, and certainly a division that you know you go on any losing streak, you're definitely not going to survive with uh, how well the Red Sox are playing and and that team down south um, are are playing. <laughs> Rays. No, uh, a little south of Boston. So, uh, the Paw yeah, Sox. Exactly. There yeah. might as well be a minor league team. So, no, honestly, <laughs> uh, great pick and, and the team that didn't have high hopes for coming in the season and they they got out to a start. I think people were, uh, you know, people have pegged them at the third and fourth slot. And, and yeah, they're living up to that. Losing all those games uh, in a row certainly has not helped. My cold team of the week is the Los Angeles Angels. Ooh. A little bit of surprise, a little bit of curve. That's a good pick. I like that. Um, and a little, a little confusing because they just beat two out of three versus the Blue Jays. So you know, you would think I'd pick uh, the Angels to be higher than, and or the Blue Jays to be lower. But um, before that, they lost three out of four to the Tampa Bay Rays, two out of three to the Astros, uh, split with the Twins, two and two. So sort of a team that has lost more than they won, obviously, and and yeah. playing. Just under 500 ball in a division that the Astros are getting hot at the right time. And like we just mentioned, the Mariners are getting hot at the right time. So the AL West, you really can't afford to, to well, these teams, just like with the Red Sox and the Yankees going on right now, if, if a team has a two game losing streak like the Red Sox had last week, all of a sudden they get jumped in first. But now, you know, it, it really, every two game loss really means something. So for them to, to sputter there like they did the Angels, that is. Um, losing sort of, what was that, six in a row, five in a row. So um, that would be my cold team of the week just because, you know, you lose three out of four to the Tampa Rays, who good transition here by me. Tampa Rays don't even have a fifth starter, or, and they they run out there and, and start bullpen guys the majority of the time. Uh, yeah. And, and great transition by me. Jordy, do you want to explain the situation for the people at home uh, yes. after, like, after you talk about the Angels? Yeah, so with the Angels, the the one couple things I was gonna say, it's uh, they're really in a interesting situation because they have Otani, who who now is picking when he wants to pitch, uh, but he's doing very well at the plates. I mean that you can say what you will the the investment's worth it or not. So but they've had they've had a you know a all over the place and having a number a number of different starters come in, whether that be from injury or. You know, making spot starts here and there. I'm talking about the Angels here still. What do you, um, yeah. What do you mean he's picking when to when to pitch? Oh yes. To clarify on that, Shohei Otani decided to. He's supposed to pitch on Sunday in New York when they play the Yankees, and decided not to pitch. Why? Uh, I didn't see a reason. I just saw he's electing not to. I don't know if he wants to not make the trip or if he wants to play instead of a. Uh, like play out in the in the outfield instead of or DH instead of instead of it. I, I didn't get a, a total reason there. I mean, he doesn't make starts. He doesn't make a regular start that often anyway. He'll sometimes miss starts just because for rest. So it might be for that. Um, I don't know. I mean, wait, wait, wait. He's not one of the five starters. Yeah. So to give an idea, Tyler Skaggs and Garrett Richards are the only ones that continuously they are that have gotten far and away the highest amount of starts. Uh, Otani's only made seven comparatively to the 10. Um, so it's been interesting of when he does it. He usually pitches about once it looked about once every seven to 10 days. Um, it says that they're trying to man Mike Sosha said they're trying to manage his workload. Um, I don't know if that's just that they're afraid that he, doesn't want to get shelled in New York, but yeah, because when he played the Red Sox, the best team, the team with the most wins in Major League Baseball, aka the best team in Major League Baseball, most wins. We played the Red Sox, he got absolutely hammered and and yeah. got his confidence for the next three starts. So yeah, so to kind of give an idea with that, his starts for this year have been April first, April eighth, so seven days. April seventeenth is the against the Red Sox. That's eleven days. April twenty fourth, seven. May sixth. That's nearly two weeks. Uh, May 13th, a week, May 20th, so uh, a week. So 
you know, they, I guess maybe they want to push it out to seven days or 10 days instead of seven. I'm, I'm not really sure there, but you know, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I mean, like you said, against the Red Sox, he only pitched two innings. It's the only, it's the only time he hasn't even made it into the sixth inning um, in any of his starts, in any of his seven starts that he's had. So I'd be so pissed. I'd be so pissed if I was in, if, if he was on the Red Sox, I'd be so upset. Yeah. There's no way. I mean, it's almost smart that he went to the Angels because there's no way that he would have lasted in any big time market. So, well, I've seen on Yan- like just from a number of different Yankees writers that I follow, and like some Yankee fans, whether they be from like Barstool or something like that, uh, that they're like they're all livid about this because I mean that's a, that's something that you'd want to see if you scheduled a pitch in your town. Like, it's the now we're getting into the NBA sitting t- t- category of embrace debate, but. Who knows? I mean, to be fair, he did pitch 110 pitches in his most recent start when they l- tried to let him go into the eighth inning. So there might be that. That's far and away the most he's thrown. But I don't know. I'm not Mike Sosha. <laughs> you know, it's funny because, uh, you know, the Angels just played the Rays. And when the Rays did this relief pitcher strategy and and someone on the Angels, uh, Zach Cozart there, third baseman, said it's weird that the – Rays have been starting all these relief pitchers. He said it's bad for baseball. He said, "Yeah, so it's to give a little background on it, it's a spring training game when all, when they start these relief pitchers." Yeah, so to give a background on it, the idea because the Rays don't can't really fill out their full rotation because guys like Jake Faria, their young starter, he's been banged up a little bit. But the idea is that they have so many young pitchers. So Greg, instead of throwing their the scheduled rookie starters that they had on Saturday and Sunday, they had Sergio Romo. You might remember him from being uh, the closer for the San Francisco giants in the couple world series runs. They had him come out and start the game to basically get through Mike Trout to get through Cozart, to get through Albert Pujols, basically the first four or five batters, then bring in this who would be the normally scheduled starter to pitch the bottom half of the order and then go back up to the top it's really intriguing of what it is and there's analytics behind it that i read that some of it kind of makes sense some of it doesn't um and and basically the idea is to try to delay try to still get let your this scheduled starter who's now a middle reliever basically get six innings in but delay the the inning that the third time around comes up because not really getting too deep into analytics, but as you might imagine, the third time that you're that a pitcher faces the the batting order, that's why getting a no hitter or a perfect game is so hard. These guys figure out the rhythm, they figure out where the pitches are, where if he's tipping something one way or the other, it's easier to get a hit off of him. Between that and apparently in the first inning are the highest probabilities of getting a hit off of a of a pitcher. Why the first inning? Part of it might be, especially if you're an away team like the Angels were. The pitcher is pitching second, so he has a little bit of time after he's warmed up to get out of his rhythm, his arm cooled down. Uh, so the idea there is to let the bullpen guy just keep pitching, come in, start the game, let your scheduled starter go through his normal routine and all that, albeit delayed because he's coming into the second, maybe the third inning. Uh, so go from there. Whether it's bad for baseball, I don't know if it's going to stick. That's the thing. So it might be something. I mean, there have been a lot of these different things, whether it's been four-man rotations, six-man rotations, there's been a lot of different attempts throughout the years to try to, you know, go out of the norm. Um, but so I don't know if it's going to stick. So it sounds like it's because they mainly have rookie pitchers, and it's funny because you know they had David Price, Chris Archer, rookie studs. Then you know you could argue that they threw their arms out. So maybe they're trying to build for the future. Maybe, but you know, Ian Small. I mean, I don't know. I, I, it's crazy. I mean. I mean, they played the Red Sox three games and the three stars all three games. So yeah, I I wonder if it's just a weekend thing. But I uh, I mean, I, I maybe in the playoffs I can understand. You know, wanting wanting a closer who can understand who can who, uh, closers or not closers, but like a bullpen guy who comes into the situation with the crowd screaming. I can understand maybe having a having that them start a playoff game and then having a starter come in halfway through. Yeah. Uh, just because you know we saw what happened last year to uh, the Bronx, uh, the sorry, whoops, the Yankees ace there, um, and, and Minnesota in that in that playing game, both starters couldn't handle the 
the the crowd in the first inning. So bright lights, big city. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there there could be something that Tampa. mentally, but big sports town. <laughs> yeah, there could be something said mentally, but I don't know. I, I'm not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> um, Jordy, quick transition. Um, do you mind if we skip cold players a week and just do hot players? Yeah, yeah, let's just do hot players and we'll we'll skip the cold players. We'll we'll be positive going into the uh the warm weekend of Memorial Day. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'll let you start though. Um American League or do we want to do National League? You tell me. I'll start in the AL. Well I mean hard to beat hard to beat a couple guys in the AL. I mean, obviously obviously I'm going my man, Mookie Betts. Yeah. Tough. Tough to uh, not pick him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mookie Betts, um, absolutely unreal. Uh, last ten days or seven days, I should say. Uh, three home runs, three, three home runs, three stolen bases, seven RBIs, hitting four thirty-five uh, on base percentage, one point four seven. Uh, five runs scored. Absolutely tearing the cover off the ball. Has 10 hits uh, and 23 at-bats in the last seven games and just been, absolutely, like I said, absolutely destroying the ball, um, raking it in for the boys, and uh, a big reason why the Red Sox are doing so well. It's funny because, you know, last couple of years under, um, you know, last couple of years they've had Mookie bat third or fourth, sort of right around where Ortiz either – right after Ortiz or right before him, sort of protecting him or getting on for him, um, which it's funny because now that Cor- Alex Cora here used to be with the Houston Astros, you know, the Houston Astros believe they should have their best hitters hitting first, second, third, and fourth. You know, they want their best pitcher hitter hitting first so that he can have the most at-bats. So, yeah. you know, it's funny despite Mookie having all these power numbers and Mookie's currently leading the American League – or, sorry, the entire Major League Baseball – Currently leading all of Major League Baseball, including those two, those three juiced out, uh, now four juiced out guys in New York. He has the most home runs, <laughs> most home runs in all of Major League Baseball. Um, you know that strategy seems to be working. You know, hitting, having your best player hit first and and get that extra at bat per game. So I guess it begs the question, Jordy, why aren't more teams employing a similar strategy? You know, well, that's a good question. Like Mike I mean, Trout, saw, why, isn't Mike, why isn't Mike Trout hitting first every every game? Well, because you get you could put a guy like Andrelton Simmons on who can rake or rake quote unquote get on base, and then you have Mike Trout just hit him hit him in because he's going to hit a home run anyway. Yeah, but at the same time, wouldn't you want Mike Trout to get an extra bat, and you have the potential for him to get even because the guy, I mean, just like Mookie Betts and, and Jose Tuve, and now Mike Trout, you know, all three of them can run, all three of them can steal. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Why would you not want to have your best? hitter get that extra at bat yeah i guess it 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 builds off of on that same thought kind of going back to that first inning is when the most hits happen um you know however it happens to be especially for a home team uh granted the angels stink at home right now but uh you know i I, you know i don't know i mean i i would think if you're getting guys on and, and trout's you know, plugging out extra base hits and whatnot why wouldn't you want him to try to get the early rbi and let your starter get into a nice groove there. I get getting more rib, getting more at bats. That's normally why you bat your best hitter third, or at least tra- in the traditional sense. Uh, but to kind of do your point though, we saw the Cubs do this with Anthony Rizzo last year. And didn't he go like four, 400 when he was batting first? Yeah. And, and I think it's a, I think it works. I mean, yeah, I think old, tra- not old, but traditionalists, you know, they get the, in their head that you got to have your best hitter hitting fourth, but no, I mean, there's something to be said about having your best hitter get that extra at bat. Um, yeah, it puts a little pressure on the bottom line to actually get on base, but you know, who you know, they can draw walks and not for nothing. But the guys who we mentioned that are that's ha- that it's working with them, they they produce their own runs, they manufacture their own runs with home runs and stolen bases, and Mike Trout's hitting triples and. That's the only stat that Mike Trout is better than Mookie Betts is, is he has one more triple uh, than Mookie has. But Mookie is literally leading the league in every offensive category uh, except for triples. So um, Mookie Betts, definitely hot player of the week. Jordy, uh, do you just want to agree with me or do you have your own American League uh, hot player of the week? So it's so he's far and away the hot player of the week, but I will, reference, I will mention someone else. Um, you say 
If you say a New York Yankee, I swear to God, I'm going to sign off. The only reason why I would have is because the guy I'm going to pick has struck out five more times than him, but he has gotten on base a lot more, and that's Jose Abreu of the Chicago White Sox, who uh, leads baseball in the total number of hits in the last week with 12. It's 12 for 28. That is a 429 batting average. Add in four walks. It's a 500 on-base percentage. Second only to your man, Mookie Betts. Uh, slugging percentage of... 786 only has one homer but has seven doubles. Uh, he did strike out seven times. That's the only reason why I might have picked a certain outfielder from the New York Yankees. But I'm going with Jose Abreu. Jordy, great pick. I don't know if you can hear me all the way down there in Philly, but I'm, I'm plotting your pick. Um, I also thought you were going to go with uh, Gleyber Torres, but uh, that would have been a good one, too. But I digress. Jose Abreu, I, that was my second choice. Uh, if if you had gone first, I was going to let you uh, let you take Mookie. But obviously, you are generous enough and a great host to let me take my boy. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Jose Abreu is certainly doing well. And that, you know, that White Sox team, bottom of the barrel, but playing 500 ball. And, you know. He, well, in the last ten games, not 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 on the season. <laughs> well, but I'm saying he could be, he could certainly be uh, trade bait. Maybe. Absolutely. Um. Anyway, Jordy, give me your uh, National League player, hot player of the week. Yeah, so I'm going to go with uh, a guy that has done a very good job in killing the Phillies, really up until last night, and that's Nick Markakis, who. Uh, I mean, he's been on an absolute tear this year, but he's continued that 10 for 24 in his last seven days or over the last seven days uh, with uh, no homers, which is a little, you know, a little slow for him. Two ribbies uh, gave him, got him a, a stolen base though. So, I mean, he's getting on base. He's be, he's being productive. hasn't scored a ton of runs. Atlanta did get shut out twice in Philadelphia. Not a big deal, but uh, you know, he's done a very good job of, of really being at that heart of a, of, a young Atlanta offense and providing some veteran leadership and, and really uh, producing when it, when they need it. Uh, good pick Jordy. And, and, you know, especially that Atlanta Braves team where you could have gone with so many young guys and so many guys who are hitting the ball. Well, I'm glad uh, you chose the vet who's showing them the way. <laughs> well, crazy stat I saw on Tuesday night when both speaking of their young guys, when Ozzy Albies, who kind of to your point of the best guy first has been, one of their best guys. He's tied for the, he's up there. I think either tied. He might now, he may not be anymore for the national lead in home runs and Ronald Acuna. When they both get on base, the Braves since Acuna got called up are like, like 10 games above 500. It's ridiculous how good they are. I don't have the exact number in front of me, but it's absurd. Yeah, no. And, and when they're both in the lineup, isn't there, isn't like, aren't they like only have like one loss when they're both in the lineup or something crazy. No, it's something like it's like when they both get on base because oh, it, okay. it's like they yeah um, that they have like it's not one loss but it's something it's like fifteen and three or something. That's awesome. Yeah. That's that's huge. Uh, yeah, I mean that's certainly the story so far. Early story for the National League is everyone surprised by the Atlanta Braves team. Um, you know, I certainly know I am, and leading the American National League East, which we all thought the Nationals were going to run away with, and yep. some of us um, even argued the Mets. Not me, but some of us. <laughs> uh, no, my hot player of the week, Jordy, is a, a guy named Jesus, not Jesus, not Jesus Shuttlesworth, um, but Jesus not, Aguilar from Milwaukee. Not the Jesus from uh, the Big Lebowski. Nope, not him. Not Jesus. Not, uh, not Jesus from the Bible, but uh, Jesus Aguilar from the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Bad four hundred. Yeah, thank you. Bad four hundred last seven days. Nine RBIs, uh, four home runs. Um, he has hit, um, and sort of six runs, six scored, scored six runs himself, but, um, definitely my hot player of the week, um, sticking with the hot team, sticking to that sort of theme, even though he's on the, the cold team. <laughs> um, but you know, they, he, <clears throat> sorry, helped in that, uh, two games against the Arizona and, and definitely has helped them out, uh, a lot this year. And, and as we mentioned that, that offense is starting to come alive and, and, and taking first place to the central. He's been a huge part of that. Definitely the hot team and one of the hottest players on that team uh, hitting wise. So easy choice for me. Um, glad you agree. I love it. 
I love it. Jordy. Got to give a shout out too to a number of uh, St. Louis Cardinals, especially Tyler O'Neill. Uh, one of the only other guys this week to hit three bombs. Uh, obviously, Jesus Aguilar was, was another one of them, but uh, he hit four. But Tyler O'Neill and, and a number of other guys, Matt Carpenter's up there, Francisco Pena, and Jose Martinez on a weirdly shaky Cardinals team, but they're right there in that uh, second place spot in the Central. Yeah, and I mean, it's we mentioned no one's running away with the National League, and it's impressive, but um, everyone's sort of hanging around, which is good. So give me your. What? I said, oh, it's nice. Oh, it's nice. Give me your hot player from, or your hot pitcher, I should say, if you're ready for it. I have one if you're ready, if you're not ready uh, for the American League. For the AL, I will, I'll, uh, I'll yield to you first because I have an idea of where you might go. So I'm actually going with a bullpen guy. Oh. As it is the bullpen guard. You're the, uh, you're the true champion of the bullpen, Greg. I am. I am. I am. The biggest advocate on the bullpen card pod for bullpen bullpen guys. Uh, I actually have two bullpen guys, one for each league. So Joe Kelly from the Boston Red Sox would be my uh, hot pitcher of the week. And oh, I will man. tell you. Yeah, great choice. I know. Thank you. I'll tell you yeah, why. That's not your hot AL guys. Huh. <laughs> huh? I'll tell you why, Jordy. In the last 10 games, right? Not just seven, but in the last okay. 10 games, I give the guy credit. He has three wins and a save, not normally the closer. Three wins and a save, zero, and sorry, a, and a knockout on the year. Yep, exactly. Repeat that again: zero earned runs, last ten appearances. Uh, yep, I know, super impressive. Oh yeah. Um, and he struck out about I think I think the number is ten guys in his last uh, ten outings. So. Talking about a guy who can who can throw 100 miles an hour and and certainly uh, you know every good bullpen has a guy who can who can get it to the closer and and Joe Kelly is starting to show himself to be one of those guys. Um, bullpen guys are always a fan favorite and and certainly Joe Kelly in the last uh, in the last seven if not ten appearances has certainly certainly lived up to that. Um, I know it's easy to go with uh, starters like Degrom and 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 what have you, but um, Joe Kelly, definitely for me, just because what he did uh, the last seven days. No, for sure, impressive. Yeah, I mean, you get to see it, and you get to see it every day. I like the, uh, you know, the the scouting report, Greg. I love it. I love it. Well, uh, so that's going to change my AL pitcher of the week because I was going to pick another Red Sox, but we talked about it in a little bit. That was David Price. Yeah. Uh, I am going to go with James Shield of those Chicago White Sox. Uh, like you said, they're playing 500 ball. James Shields has been a large part of it. Uh, has not gotten the win, but only has allowed three hits. Kind of on that same point that we were talking about with the Diamondbacks, where the runs are, are you know few and far between. But the guys only allowed three over three runs, and all of them were earned over 14 and a third innings. That's in 1.88 ERA. Uh, a whip of less than one at 0.91. He has 13 Ks and in, in almost as many innings as he's tossed. Uh, you know, so he's shutting down guys. I mean, it's kind of a sticky situation he's in, but you know, good for James Shields. He's had a kind of a, a weird run in the last couple of years of where he's been and you know how shaky he's been. So, you know, good for him. I love it. I love it. Give me uh so I'll give you my um hot. National League Pitcher of the Week. Um, and I think you're going to like this one, Jordy. Okay. I think you're going to like this one. All right. I believe his name is Sir Anthony Dominguez. Oh, my boy. Oh, man. Philadelphia Phillies. Oh, this guy throws gas. So in the last seven days, not just seven games, his last seven days, Jordy, right? Five innings, zero runs. Four Ks, one save, and three holds. Yep, including one last night. So five innings, four, a four out hold, mind you. Three holds and a save. So certainly uh, a guy that that the Phillies can trust. In his last ten appearances that he's played in, uh, again zero earned runs, averaging uh, at least a strikeout an inning every time. Is, he, in. is it his only ten? It's uh, a great question. Yeah, because he hasn't been up for very long. He's only been up for like two and a half weeks. 
Well, it, looking online, it's I guess it's his last eight outings because he's his eight outings. But yeah. uh, this guy could also be the rookie of the week. But uh, oh yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely bullpen guy that uh, I'm surprised you weren't all over. And I'm glad that I got in there to to snake him from you. But uh, Sir Anthony Dominguez definitely hot pitcher of the week, bullpen guy for me. Jordy, love it, love the pick. Uh, for more Phillies coverage, make sure to watch or to look out for my blogs, thunderblogsports.com. Uh, but I'm going to go with one of the arch nemesis, nemesi of the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, I'm glad you didn't correct me there. So I'm going to just assume nemesi is the plural of nemesis. Uh, <laughs> Jacob DeGrom is the guy I'm picking. 14 innings pitched, 21 strikeouts. He's only 1 0. But even better than James Shields' three earned runs, Jacob DeGrom has only allowed one. Yeah. Uh, and this is a guy who came off of the DL a week and a half ago, Greg. He mm-hmm. had to p- he only pitched one inning against the Phillies coming out of that. Um, this guy is incredible that he can come back that way. Right. Um, I mean, the Mets, like you said, some people on the podcast were a little higher about, of, of them and you know, we didn't even have Stevie G on for the preview, so you, you can process of elimination, figure out who it was. Um, but you know, it's seeing that the the dominance of those Mets pitchers still there, it makes you wonder if those bats get hot. How is this NL East going to start either cannibalizing itself and the Nationals, you know, float up to the top, or does somebody float up to the top, or what is going to happen there? Because really, I mean, Drew Strelitz. Straley is doing well for the the Marlins, but they're really going completely off of the the edge there. But the other four teams, they're not going away. So is this Serenity? I love it. The great pick. DeGrom certainly. uh, I don't know if I like him without his haircut, though, or with his haircut. It is weird. It is weird to see. I think I want him to grow his long hair back. It's kind of like Andrew Benintendi. He went. He went. Did he? He cut his hair? Yeah. Before the season started. Not not great. Um Jordy, should I pick up this Sir Anthony Dominguez kid in a fancy baseball? Uh, in your other leagues, yes. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I you're playing me this. Wait until the weekends. I think. I think. I, I think. I. Uh, I think. I, I think. I'm going to Boston. All right. I wouldn't do that to you. I wouldn't do that to you. Yeah. But, Listen, I wouldn't do that to you. So, Jordy, uh, word around uh, the Twitter sphere is that we have a fan question of the first two months. We do, yeah, the first question we've had. But if you have questions, feel free to shoot us a DM, Thunder BLG, or directly to Greg at GTP Telly or me, Jordo9, uh, and we'll be sure to answer them for you. Um, also, if you want to leave them on a, you know, the comments on a blog post or anything like that, that works too. Uh, this one does come from the lovely third and girl, uh, you and I talked about it a little bit uh, uh, on text on Sunday when it happened, but Odubel Herrera's league-leading on-base streak was thwarted on Sunday when Odubel Herrera swung through and struck out on a passed ball and ended up on first base. Now, Greg, should it have counted towards his on-base streak? So he was 0 for 3, so he already screwed up the chances there. This would be 0 for 4 with a strikeout, which well, I understand, which understand, I understand from reading the rule. That's why it doesn't count. So I'm guessing if it was an error, an actual error like E6, it would have. Um, wait, so why isn't, why, explain it again? Why did it not count? I guess because. Odubel Herrera still struck out, so like the the and then the def, the defense made made the error that caused him to get on base, but because he struck out, that's why it doesn't count. So I guess like if he put a ball in play and the shortstop fucks up the throw, that it would it apparently would count. I need to confirm so, it with. So the only the only counter argument is you know what if he came around to score right? And exactly, he would then- have been zero for four with a run. Then you turn around and gets a run and it's zero on brace percentage, but how did he get a run if he wasn't on base? So that's the only thing that I would say, but at this at at the same time, the rule is the rule is the rule. Um, yeah. you know, baseball's nothing if it's not uh, stick to their rules no matter what. 
As you uh, said to me, baseball is all technicalities. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jordy, you, you did, you did, you did mention that uh, it was a big, you know, oh, it's a technicality that he's not on. His streak didn't continue, but again, famous line: baseball is all technicalities. That's, that's literally what uh, what they strive to be as a technical sport. So, um, I mean, he got on base on all three games against the Braves. So there's, you know. There's certain factions of Phillies fans that think that the streak is up to, to I think it would be 47 at this point, 48. So on base, on base record, I mean, if we're being honest, yeah, it's cool, but it's not like a hit streak. You know, it's not like that's a, true. It's not a hit streak. It's not something that actually matters. Yeah, get on base is important. It's longer than Joe DiMaggio's hit streak record, though. I understand, and it's not the longest in major league history, though, right? No, no, Doubles wasn't. You know who holds it, right? Who? Greg. Come on, man. Give a history lesson to the people. What's your boy? Well, one of your boys. You have a lot of boys. <laughs> Ted Williams. I mean, Teddy Ballgame is probably the bit greatest baseball player to ever walk the face of the earth. You're talking about a, a <laughs> Ted Williams, a guy who fought in two World Wars, Jordy's two World Wars, uh, left baseball twice and still came back and was the best player. Uh, I don't know. Do if you, you have this? Do you have the uh, the projections of what his average would have been? How many hits he would have had if he had a uh, if he had not been a a, a good American and served in uh, both both of the Great Wars? Uh, last person to finish the regular season with a four hundred batting average, not huh? a big deal. Uh, NBD. <laughs> Or higher, I should say. And anyway, um, unbelievable, unbelievable greatest baseball player ever. Um, kind of a dickhead, I've heard. But we don't. Yeah, apparently he was a huge asshole. <laughs> I mean, you don't fight in two world wars and fly a fight, fighter jet without being an asshole. But um, we digress. Jordy, great fan question of the week. I'm so glad we yeah. got one of those in. Um, real quick, Jordy. Um, Vegas or Capitals? Think with your head, not your heart. With my head, it's the the Vegas Golden Knights in seven. Ooh, seven. Yeah, that's gonna be a hell of a series. I'm excited. So, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, a heart wants the Capitals. I'm gonna say Capitals simply because I think, I think. I think um, Vegas was able to utilize the weakness of of Winnipeg's third and fourth line, whereas Washington's third line is still pretty decent. Their fourth line, notwithstanding, but their third line is still pretty decent. So um, I would have said the four lines to better match them would have been the Lightning for sure. Um, But I think at the same time, Washington's power play is too good to, um, you know, for them not to win. The biggest problem, the reason why Washington lost those games to Tampa Bay was because they got too many penalties. And I don't think Vegas has as good of a power play as Tampa has. So I think Washington won't let up as many um, goals. The biggest downfall is going to be their goalie. And it's going to come down to, (laughs) you know, the two goaltenders. And I think Vegas has the edge. But ultimately, I'm picking the Capitals, and I'm glad we're against each other on this. So one of us will be right. A gentleman's bet. Keeping the pod streak for perfect record intact. Uh, yeah. Per round. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we can say that we've picked every single championship winner. We have. <laughs> Somebody you, on the pod, the podcast has. The po- as a podcast. As a podcast. Thousand. <laughs> I think the only one that we got wrong was we selected we both selected the the predators so yeah we did we both selected the predators last year i'm gonna go no no uh last series yeah so i'm gonna go nine we're, we're batting nine out of ten yeah i mean it's uh not pretty a big good. deal pretty good i mean that's hall of fame numbers so yeah, i mean I three uh, normally 350 gets you in there and so 900 i mean times three go celtics celtics and six how, how do you feel how do you feel going back to cleveland Celtics and six. Um, it's crazy what home court advantage does in basketball because it seems like all these spot up shooters for both teams and bench players for both teams only do well at home. Um, so 
I do not want to face a game seven. LeBron in game seven is too scary of a thought. Um, with that said, if this, I feel if the Celtics don't win game six, I'm not sure that they can win game seven. Um, so I think they have to do it now, Friday yeah. night. Personal Big opinion. Deal. Jordy, I'm so surprised that the other series is two and two. That being Golden I'm State. shocked. The end, how about the end of that game, that end of that Warriors mm. game on Wednesday? Kevin Durant need to have the ball. On Tuesday, it was Tuesday. Kevin Durant needs to have the ball. If you're not gonna, if you don't want the shot, don't have the ball in your hand. Yeah. Holy shit. If you don't want the shot, don't have the ball in your hand. That's my no. opinion. Uh, you know, you, as a coach, you have to you have to know the guys who actually want the shot versus your best player. And then then the Rockets almost fucked it up. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Jordy, a uh, big thing came down, last question before we skedaddle. Big thing came down about the gambling, and we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about it. Yeah, um, that's true. Uh, yeah, it's been a while since we've done a podcast together. It's going to go state by state, obviously, and, and it's not necessarily going to be legalized in every state. Like, I don't anticipate Massachusetts legalizing it. But yeah. with that said, um, do you think we have more Pete Rose, Pete Rose scandals? coming in the pipeline for all sports uh and if so which prediction which sport is the first to fall well the the thing that like comes across me or that that i think of is that they're so afraid of that happening because a lot of the commissioners have really come out and you know said we have to protect the integrity of the game and all that stuff that there's going to be there has to be some type of almost like they do in the securities business where you have to report your trades, like have a compliance department almost. You have to say if you buy. So I, you know, when I've worked for you know different broker dealers, I've had to either hold the stocks that I've owned there, or I have to tell them I just bought X Y Z stock for this many shares. If I sold it, yada yada yada. So I feel like that something like that is probably the best solution. Whether or not that actually gets implemented, I don't know. Uh, might be too convoluted, especially just because it's a sports team and that's adding a completely different department. Maybe they have something like that. I don't know. I don't work for a sports team. If a sports team wants to hire me, I'm looking for a job. So hit me up. But I, I mean, <laughs> if I had to pick one that would get there, I mean, I don't think it's basketball because Adam Silver is like pretty pro gambling, but basketball is probably the easiest because. Football, you could shave points, but it's not as easy to do as basketball is. I agree, and and I I feel like basketball would be the easiest. Um, with that said, I think the first sport that's going to go down, basketball will be the easiest, but uh, I don't think anyone in baseball will be stupid enough. Yeah, nobody's dumb enough to do that. That's the thing. With Pete Rose, I think hockey might be the first one to go down just because so? there's enough stupid – White boys who are just like, ah, you know, you know, hockey players are all yeah. that sort of, that sort of uh, swag. I guess, was it, uh, oh, sort of that attitude of like, uh, not smart enough to know what's going on around them. So I'm going to say hockey, but uh, anyway, uh, it'd be sad. It would be sad. I hope not, it doesn't happen to anyone, but. For sure, I don't think it. I, like, I really don't think anybody's dumb enough to okay, try. Okay, well, give me what sport is first. I said hockey. Give me one and get, tell me why. I'm gonna say basketball. Okay, perfect. Done. Yeah. All right, Jordy. Great pod as always. Follow. Fantastic pod. Card. Glad to have you on as always, Greg. Uh, uh, I know you had a run, but any good plans for the weekend? Yes, I'm playing in a hockey tournament. Um, and and uh, yeah. Living the dream, playing hockey. Selly, selly game on point? <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll see. No. How did uh, your softball game go? Did you win? We won. We beat the defending champions who uh, last season 10 run to everybody, and, and we beat them. Wow. So, uh, it's been a good pitching night. Yeah, we won a 6-4. to four. Wow. Really good pitching night. Yeah, your boy had the... Uh, was it game tying run in the, the top in the bottom of the sixth inning, play seven inning games. Oh, was JSB there? He was there. Jared Jared played pretty well. He has his happy Gilmore swing on on point. God. Oh gosh. He's, He's the only person that I've ever seen playing any form of softball, of you know, pickup softball in baseball pants. <laughs> yeah. He wears baseball pants. Uh I don't even want I don't even want to begin to to go there. But uh, <laughs> uh. Give me. Not to come down in a, and and 
What are your plans for the weekend? Uh, I'm going to a wedding on Saturday and then uh, hanging out Sunday. We're going out to Harrisburg where third and girl lives. Uh, that's where the wedding is. It's one of her best friends hanging out Sunday, coming back Sunday afternoon, night. And then I either try to play golf if I get back in time on Sunday or play on Monday. I think third and girl lives, uh, lives in Philly actually, but uh, uh, I said her parents, that's where her parents live. Gotcha. 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 Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, she, she lives somewhere in Philly. Great pod. Talk to you soon. Love you, buddy. All right, buddy. Well, thank you to Greg. It was a ton of fun. Uh, as always, find us on Twitter, ThunderBLG, Instagram, Thunderblog Sports, just like the website, ThunderBlogSports.com. For my guy, Greg Piatelli, I am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. Have a good night, everybody. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.